Welcome to Backroom Talk. It's December, so we felt like it was an important time to talk about the holidays and the inevitable challenge that is coaching some clients, not all clients. You know, stick to routine. You have to do things the way that you're doing them, rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. Instead, it's like, how can we adjust to this this shift in routine? Uh, next would be letting others determine your actions and how you choose to celebrate. You know, instead of eating, you know, very particular stringent macros, maybe it's just like, hey, let's build some consistency and balance and nutrition. To listen to more Backroom Talk, be sure to subscribe. Learn to design personalized programs with the OPEX system of coaching by heading to opexfit.com. Well, guys. Welcome to another episode of Backroom Talk. I'm Georgia, here with Carl, and it's December, so we felt like it was an important time to talk about the holidays and the inevitable challenge that is coaching some clients, not all clients, it's not a challenge for everyone, but I think that a common thing we hear, I know that a common thing we hear, is that coaches have a more challenging time keeping compliance, keeping retention high throughout this like December um, month as holiday parties pop up, vacations roll around, all of those things. So we wanted to provide some practical advice uh, around how to navigate the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, uh, it's very easy for clients to get out of routine during this time. I think it's just, I mean, it's, it's easy for anyone to get out of routine during this time. Um, there's just more variables, right? Like you might be off work. Uh, you might have some holiday gatherings scheduled. You might have, you know, old friends and family in town, like just little things pop up, right? So all those things just affect routine and that's reality. So, um, you know, I think we have to look at it from a standpoint of not trying to, you know, say, you know, stick to routine. You have to do things the way that you're doing them, rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. Instead, it's like, how can we adjust to this this shift in routine without going, you know, off getting off track? And more importantly, for the coaches out there, it's like, like you said, in OPEX gyms, we see a dip in retention in December more than any other month. And it's like, why is that? I think it's different for a lot of different people. Maybe it's financial because holidays are rolling around and they're starting to think about where they're spending their money and stuff like that. So there's not a lot a coach can do for that. Like we wouldn't recommend, you know, coaching someone for free in December because, you know, finances are tight. So we're not saying that, but it is a time to, you know, just more intentionally connect with your clients during this month. That should actually start in November, right? Uh, more intentionally uh, connect with them. And that's not to say, like, don't connect with your clients any other time of the year, but it has to be very intentional during this time because we know that clients kind of get off track. And uh, it's it's also a good time to reconnect and realign on, you know, intentions and what we're doing, how the year went, what are we looking forward to the next year and all that stuff. So um, just naturally that November, December time frame um, is, is a really important time. So, you know, make sure touch points are there. Make sure that you're consulting with your clients and make sure that you have a game plan inside of those consultations. Don't just treat it as like a, you know, July, August consult. Um, it's a good time for reflection. Definitely. Well, we'll share a little bit more about this later um, and how you guys can actually utilize it. But uh, good timing is that we've had a new rollout today inside of CoachRx, our program design platform. Uh, we've launched a new coach dashboard, which is designed to make the communication process and that ability for coaches to connect with their clients easier yeah yeah definitely and uh we'll do we're gonna do a webinar on this in a couple we weeks will. right yeah um yeah i mean you know we, we talk about you know how many touch points do you have with your clients are you consulting with your clients on a consistent basis and usually we had to dig for that information right or it was just always a conversation and we had no objective values to go in and to actually take a look at what we're doing so now what we've implemented, it's like, you know, we can actually see how, how many touch points you have with your clients. You know, are you messaging your clients? Are you commenting on their workouts? And sometimes unintentionally, coaches just get so comfortable with coaching someone for, you know, such a long period of time. And if we don't actually see that, like, touch point zero number week over week over week with a particular client, we might forget that stuff, right? So I think it's just a, a good nudge to, to tell coaches, like, hey you know, give this client some love, give that client some love, so on and so forth. And then to also be able to look at, you know, out of all of my, out of all of my clients, what is my consultation rate? How often am I speaking to my clients? And I get that not every coach that's inside of CoachRx is using, is, is utilizing the OPEX method to a T, right? So 
now we have to start talking about, okay, what are best practices if I'm not doing a monthly consultation? First, we'd be like, we'll just do a fucking monthly consult. But if you're not, it's like, you know, is, is, uh, is, is, a, is an in-person conversation with your client, um, is that, does that count as, you know, a quote-unquote monthly consult? Um, I can't answer that question. It's based on the model that you're working in and how you work with your clients. But that feature would still be beneficial for someone that's not doing a monthly consultation, like a sit-down 30 minutes face-to-face every month with each one of their clients. Definitely. I mean, this time of the year, as you said, is a really good opportunity to review and reflect like on the client side, right? How is that person done in the last year of fitness? What do they want to work on in the 12 months to come? So there's that dialogue that's happening between the coach and the client. But I think it's also an important time for coaches to look inwards and reflect on their own coaching practice what they're doing, uh, you know, in the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month with their clients. Uh, The dashboard's going to make that process a little bit easier because they're going to have some objective data on how they're actually doing on those fronts. But Mm -hmm. going into the new year, coaches should use December to reflect on those communication habits and be able to set new objectives for 2022. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, create your own best practices. Um, You know, we, we, we throw out our best practices all the time, but, you know, our best practices is not individualized for each and every coach in their own circumstance and scenario. So it is a great time, like you said, for each coach to sit back and think about this, like, you know, going into next year, what are my values? What are my priorities? What are all, what are, you know, that whole conversation with yourself. And then based on all, all those things, it's like, what are my best practices as a coach? What is my workflow? How do I communicate with my clients? How do I not communicate with my clients? Um, it is a great time to think about those things right now too. For sure. I mean, just one little additional note on there. We all communicate differently, right? And we all have different strengths and weaknesses. Some coaches are excellent writers and can write a really powerful like group client message that they can push out once a week to their entire client base. And that can be like a real personal connection point, mm-hmm. even though they're pushing it out to their entire client list. But that, that can do a lot for the relationship. Some coaches aren't so good at that, but they might be really good on video, be able to create a really great little 90 second loom video to each client talking about what they're seeing you know in their squat video and just making a little joke and having some fun some coaches are awkward on camera and don't (laughs) do so well on loom so I think it's a good opportunity to think like where are my communication strengths where do they lie and then what could I work on improving over the next few months it's funny you say that because I was was thinking about my communication style the other day and what I had to admit to myself is I, I have like, I have too high of expectations for everyone. Um, like sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll have a conversation and coach or something like that. And, you know, I'm always nice. Right. But it's like in the back of my head, I'm always thinking like, you should, well, you should know this. Right. Or well, that's not the way we do this. And it's like, I have to check myself sometimes where I'm just like, maybe your expectations are too high. Maybe you need to explain these things over and over and over instead of thinking that, you know, each client knows exactly what's inside of your head. Um, so that's, that's something I'll be working on. So I think it's, I think it is a good time for coaches to sit back and think, you know, like you said, what are my, what are my strengths in communication? What are my weaknesses in communication and how can I refine my communication going into next year or shit? How can I refine my communication right now? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you want to hold people to a high standard, but that standard's got to be realistic, right? Yeah, Otherwise yeah. you just make people feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that you make and, people and I feel don't. bad. No, Carl. no, no, I don't. That's I, not I, it. <laughs> I check myself before that actually goes inside of you know a message or a communication. But um, I just, I just found that. Yeah. Yeah, I found yeah. that, and I was like, oh man. I know what you mean. Maybe I should stop thinking like that. For sure. For sure. Well, let's get into, I guess, the meat of the conversation today, which is going to be some common perceived mishaps around the holidays and then what coaches can do to actually address them and make those things hopefully non-issues for their clients. I just like want, before we get into all of this, I think we walk like a pretty balanced line in terms of how we think about holidays, right? We want people to be able to enjoy their family traditions and connect with friends. And like you said, get out of routine a little bit and do the things that they want to do during this time that might be outside of their regular Monday to Sunday flow. And it's okay to have that. But I think we also want to challenge the notion that like the holidays have to be this one thing and you have to do all of these things, this long laundry list of like crazy activities to have a great time and to make it important and to 
really like ask people like what traditions are the ones that you want to hold on to what are the ones that like aren't actually serving what you want and you're not actually truly getting enjoyment from you're just doing them because it's what people do and how can we make this time to better focus on your health because uh December is a 12th of the year, and that's a significant <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think most people are celebrating the holidays for 30 days. I don't know. I might be wrong, but I don't think most people are doing that. Maybe that's just me. I think there's yeah. a lot of people already eating days? Christmas cookies and 30 things days like of that. that? Yeah, oh, it's Thanksgiving to Christmas here in the Gosh. States. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just think if we're letting – like we shouldn't let health and fitness – like run our lives, right? It should just be a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. With that being said, it's like, you know, having some, you know, Christmas sugar cookies or whatever the heck people are eating out there for the holidays. It's like, that doesn't make you who you are, who you're not, right? It's just like a part of your life. And we do push balance, right? And for us to even be having this conversation, obviously we're at a point where, you know, people are allowing fitness, health and fitness to run their lives. It's not just baked in as a part of it. And I think that's in this day and age, I think it's normal, right? For people to, you know, think about, okay, what, what choices am I making? Am I making intentional choices, intentional, healthy behavior? Am I building intentional habits, all of that stuff where it's just like, it shouldn't have to be right. It should just be a part of this whole thing. And like the way that you put it, you know, December is, you know, a 12th of the year. For me, <laughs> I think it should be a 24th of the year because I think most people should probably celebrate Christmas holiday like maybe a couple of weeks prior to. I don't know. Um, but it's such a like a small portion of this thing. And we're having a conversation on like how many meals is that throughout the week or throughout the year or throughout the month that it's just like it's so minuscule. It's like no progress is going to be had or no progress is going to be taken away by that small of a percentage, depending on who you are, right? If you're like the 0.001%, that's like, you know, trying to hold on to, you know, 3.9% body fat instead of 4.2% body fat. <laughs> I, I get it, right? I get it. That will make the difference. But I don't think most people listening fall into that camp. Um, if you do, yeah, do what you got to do. If you don't, don't worry about it. Don't stress out about the minuscule changes and, you know, getting off routine and missing a training session and, going over your macros or eating something you don't usually eat, stuff like that, right? So um, I think people just need to take it less seriously. Yeah, but I mean, you have, you've coached clients for a long time. You've coached a lot of coaches who coach a lot of clients for a long time. Mm -hmm. You work with a lot of gyms and there is a common trend that people do just fall off routine. Oh, yeah. Like they stop sure. exercise completely. They forget that they were going to eat protein for lunch every day and, you know, just end up doing what they want. So I do think it is, it's an issue that's facing people. And the biggest one is like just throwing in the towel full stop and saying December is a free for all. Mm -hmm. How do we make that not an issue? Yeah. God, I think it's, um, you know, from, from our standpoint, it has to be, has to be conversations, right? It has to be, you know, not us telling, and by me saying us, I mean us as coaches telling clients what's okay and what's not okay, but it's, it's, uh, it's almost, you know, being that sounding board and also being that voice of reason where it's like, you know, we laugh and we're like, oh, it's a, a 12th, the 24th, you're only eating this percentage. But it's like to someone that is ignorant to that fact, they might think it's everything, right? They might think, you know, if they do have a, you know, sugar cookie in the, in the afternoon on the 24th, that December is completely ruined. So the coach needs to tell that person that that's not actually the case, right? Like there's needs to be some education, some conversation occurring there. So I think from a coach's standpoint, it starts with just conversation and just bringing people back down to reality. Cause I don't think people want to believe those things because they want to believe those things. I just think they're ignorant to the fact that they're, they actually don't make that big of a difference. Yeah. Well, I think the conversation is a huge part of it, right? Setting people up to maybe not have the same routine, but have some routine throughout mm -hmm. December still. Like we, we know that rhythm is good for people, that having consistent behaviors helps people create great habits. So how can we make sure that we set them up for success at the beginning of the month by changing expectations a little bit? Mm -hmm. Like maybe we're not as 
for lack of a better word, dialed in as we were in November or July. Maybe it is we're taking training down from four days per week to three days per week because they know they're going to have other commitments with friends and family. Uh, Maybe it is making training days more flexible rather than being like wed to your training these specific days every single week. Uh, Maybe it is allowing for, you know, some changes in in nutrition and like being okay with that Mm -hmm. but I think having that conversation if you haven't already done it like you probably probably should have done it two weeks ago but if you haven't already done it having it now like where do you see the challenges in sticking your routine with your routine for December with your clients and every one of them even if they haven't raised it as an issue like let's face it right everyone's routine gets thrown off a little bit during this Mm -hmm. this uh time of the year so where do you think those challenges are and then what can we do to create a new routine for you for these next 30 days or so? Yeah, I mean, everything that you just said um, and the first thing that comes to my mind is just like, you just need to personalize it. That's it, right? Like you need to personalize the prescription, um, you know? So it's, it's it doesn't change, right? It doesn't change from the other months. It doesn't change from how we usually coach our clients. It's everything should be personalized to that person, right? So, you know, if you have to go down from, you know, four days of exercise to three days of exercise, it's like, what's the reason you're doing that? It's because they're not capable of doing four days of exercise because of other circumstances. So what does that mean? You're just personalizing the exercise prescription. If someone, if, you know, in October, November, you had lifestyle prescriptions of like, you know, ensuring people are getting enough hydration or water in, Um, you know, you had someone sleeping eight and a half hours. Um, you had someone following very stringent macros because they were ready and they were capable and all of that. December rolls around and you're in your consultation and they're just like, this month is going to be crazy. I have my parents coming in town. Um, I have a week off of work. I'm taking my parents to, you know, Sedona and we're, we're going to spend the weekend there. It's like, as a coach, that should be alarm bells where it's like, Okay, are they capable of doing the things that we did the last couple months this month? No, right? So what do I have to do as a coach? I have to personalize the prescription based on what their capabilities are in the month of December. It's like, don't get off track, right? It's like, okay, can we still drink enough water over this time? Yes. Can we still, dr- can we still sleep eight and a half hours? I don't know. Let me ask them that question. What time do your parents go to bed? What, is, what do the evenings look like for you? What do the mornings look like for you? It doesn't look like you can get eight and a half in. Maybe we're okay with seven and a half for this month. Is that cool? Yeah, that's okay. Cool. Now the client goes away and they're they're not stressed out that they missed their eight and a half hours because you understood what they were capable of. You built some clear expectations and you're like, okay, for the next 30 days, we're sleeping seven and a half hours. That's like the goal, right? We still want to get hydration in. You know, instead of eating, you know, very particular stringent macros, maybe it's just like, hey, let's build some consistency and balance and nutrition. Maybe there's nothing outside of that. Maybe you're not talking about portion sizes. Maybe you're not talking about anything because they're they're capable of understanding what balance looks like. It's like when you have a meal, just make sure it's balanced, right? Equal parts, protein, carbs, fat, boom, out, right? And it's just like, they're not tracking that. They're just like intuitively doing that, right? So that's the first thing that comes to mind when it's like, how do we actually attack those things? We have to understand it and then we have to adjust fire a little bit to make sure that they're capable of doing it. This is everything that the last like year or years or however long you've been working with that client is setting them up to be successful in though, right? Like our goal as coaches, we talk about this all the time, is to walk clients towards autonomy. Mm-hmm. And we do that not by handing out meal plans, not by, you know, giving them exercises and never explaining the intention behind what they're doing in the gym and just allowing them to do that blindly. We educate our clients. Mm -hmm. We teach them why they're doing what they're doing. We explain movement patterns. We explain how to appropriately pace aerobic work. We teach them about different protein sources and why variety in vegetables is a good thing. So if you've done that work with your client on the front end, when they're in a new environment, maybe they have access to a new gym or they're not preparing their food because their family member is in town and is gonna be doing more cooking. 
they're now empowered to still make decisions that support those principles that they've been following. They don't have to, you know, do a back squat because in the hotel gym, they don't have access to a barbell. They're Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's all good. I've got dumbbells. I'm going to pop a couple dumbbells on my shoulders. And okay, coach had me doing five reps for five sets. This is going to be pretty easy for five reps. So I'm just going to extend it out. I'm going to do 10 reps instead. Mm -hmm. For a client to be able to do that and have that like self-awareness and autonomy and fitness, that's an awesome thing. But that like can't happen today, right? Like if you're a coach and you haven't been working on that education and you've just kind of been like giving them the way versus like showing them the way, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to change overnight. But maybe that's a good opportunity for you to set yourself a goal for 2022 to be a better person educator yeah yeah gosh that's a good one and it's like we have to also think about what is each individual clients intentions and goals and what are they trying to get to because what you just laid out in the the back squad i don't have a you know a barbell to go heavy for five by five um it's like what if that person's goal and what they think they're going to leave december with is a heavier back squat right it's like you know that's that's where it goes back to the conversation alignment expectations all of that um, if someone's just like, God, I just want to move my body and feel good on a daily basis. It's like, gosh, that's, that's so easy, right? It's like, we can, we can teach people that all day. Um, it just, God, it just depends on, on where the person is. And that's just why, you know, the, the idea of treating everyone as, you know, their own N equals one individual, blah, 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 is just so important. Right. And it actually makes the process a lot easier because you're not just like, you know, putting a blindfold on and just like shooting out there and hoping and hoping you hit your target. It's like, yeah, I know your goals. I know your intentions. I know your capabilities. This is what you're doing because that this is what you should be doing, right? Like that's such an easy conversation versus like, imagine if you were coaching a client, but you couldn't communicate with that client. Imagine you were coaching a client, but you couldn't ask them for subjective feedback. It was just like, Hey, I just need to know like times and loads and reps, right? Imagine if you were in that, that that would be hard to coach someone and to see results with them. But because we can actually open our mouths and communicate and use our fingers and type out messages, it actually makes the coaching process so much easier. So I think a lot of people are like, oh man, individual coaching, that seems really hard. Like I, I don't, I don't know if I can write a program for one person. It's like, what? But you're trying to write a program for 200 people? It's like it's a lot easier to write one for a program for a single person than it is for 200 and see success if success is what you're trying to get to. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, honoring that individual is just so important. Definitely. Gosh, it allows you to have real talk, right? Like we have backroom talk. We're here, but we tend to package things differently to how we communicate with our clients. But when you and the client are both clear on, hey, we're doing this back squat because the intention is to get you stronger and you've said that's your specific goal it's like you got to make that work Mm -hmm. (laughs) right like if your goal is strength we got to make sure we keep you fresh throughout december we got to make sure you're getting your training in otherwise you're not going to get stronger dude but if the client's goal is just to move and have consistency and just live a healthy happy life then the real talk is look this it doesn't matter as much as you think it does it does it it matters but it doesn't have to be as perfect Mm -hmm. as you think it does I actually don't care if you do a different squat variation so long as you do a squat Mm -hmm. in your training session and you make sure you're hitting your training days throughout the week. But it just lets you be a little bit more real with people and, uh, again, connect with them on a personal basis. Yeah, and sometimes you got (laughs) to, like you said, you got to get real with people, right? If someone's, and and this is one of the most frustrating things, I think for a lot of coaches, is when someone has a particular goal and... They have so many other things around them happening in in life or whatever the case is, and they just can't get to that goal because of other circumstances that they're not willing to eliminate, right? So if someone comes in and they're like, hey, I need to get stronger in December, but then they're just like, you know, they're, they're in a consultation, like, I need to get stronger in December. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm ready to roll. Give it to me. Let's go. And then like every other day, they're sending you a message like, oh, well, can't train today. I have this or I can't do this. I have that. Um, ah, gosh, I've only got four hours of sleep. Um, I don't know why I'm not getting strong. It's like, whoa, let's take a step back, right? It's like the, the scenario of like the parents are in town for the month and we're, you know, on vacation and we're not sleeping and all that. It's like, hey, I don't care what your goal. No, don't say this. Backroom talk. I don't care what your goal is. You can't accomplish that goal because you can't eliminate the things 
that you need to eliminate to actually get you there. It's not a bad thing. It's like we need to put that on the back burner for 30 days, right? It's like that's a real conversation that I think needs to be had a lot more because I think a lot of coaches are just like people pleasers, right, where they're just like, that's your goal. We're going to do it. We're going to charge ahead. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to beat my head against the wall. I'm going to make this work for you because I'm fucking smart, damn it. Um, Instead of being like, hey, you know, um, let's have a conversation about all these other things that we may need to talk about. Maybe you don't need to eliminate those things. Maybe we do. I don't know. But we need to figure out what's more important, this goal that that you're talking about or all these other things that are blocking you from getting to that goal. And if this is all those other things, if that's like, you know, either more important or there's no way to eliminate those things, then we have to put this on the back burner. But that's okay. I think a lot of coaches, I won't say most, but I think a lot of coaches just try to charge forward. But you gotta you gotta you gotta open your clients' brains and teach them in those scenarios too. Where it's like, yeah, it's just not happening, right? Um, or it's not happening on my watch, right? It's like I'm not gonna burn you out in, in December. So we're trying to fix this, you know, January through March because I just put you through the ringer. So I think that's another important conversation that needs to be had. And sometimes that's a tough one. And, you know, a lot of clients don't want to hear that stuff. They're like, I'm paying you. Get me here. (laughs) Yeah. God, I've played that people pleasing game and it's exhausting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's not fun. Let's uh, let's go to second mishap that we had uh, written down here, which is. What was that one? The falling off routine. That that was falling off routine. Okay. I think got that it, whole conversation was uh, falling off routine. Yeah, yeah. Stay Don't in, do it. Stay on routine, routine. even or, if it's not your regular routine, yeah. right? Yep. Boom. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's, you put it better now. We, we summarized it. Make a routine and stick with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be okay with you know little things happening and taking you off that thing. Well, that kind of uh, leads us to next point, which is uh, mistaking incremental deviations from the norm as failure. Mm. So it's uh, the, I missed one workout. I may as well quit. <laughs> it's the, I, you know, ate a sugar cookie. I'm going to get fat. Like <laughs> it's all over. Yeah. It's, or it's I ate a sugar things. cookie. I'm going to eat 60 because that I'm going to get, I'm going to get fat anyway. <laughs> so I might as well. I may as well feel good while <laughs> I get to get to that fat state. Feel good until I have a terrible stomach yeah. ache and feel depressed for two a, days. <laughs> that's not going to make you fat. You're going to feel like shit, but it's not yeah. going to make you fat. You're not able to get enough calories in, in that one sitting. Uh, gosh, there's probably someone that's like, whoa. Hold my beer, bro. Um, but you're probably not going to get enough calories in that one sitting to actually um, negatively affect your body composition. Let's be real. You're going to feel like crap. You might look a little more inflamed the next day and you're like, oh, my God, I got so fat. But that's actually not going to make you fat if your goal is to not be fat. Um, when when those things happen, right, like you said, it's like, you know, you eat the sugar cookie or you miss a, a workout. It's like, that's okay, right? That's okay. Um, as long as you don't make that the habit, right? So, you know, if you're eating sugar cookies, why, why how do we get on sugar cookies? Did I think I, I said that? it once. Should we change to gingerbread? I don't know. I'm uh, making a gingerbread house this Okay, Christmas, cool. Yeah. So let's go with gingerbread from yeah. now on. I, I, we had that conversation. I've never had... I've had gingerbread like once and it was really bad, but you informed me that it was low quality gingerbread. Yeah, I'm right? going to make a good gingerbread. All right. Bring it over. The boys will decorate awesome. it. It'll be nice. Yes. And then eat it? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, gosh, but I'm nervous. What if I get fat? <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to have a conversation, Carl? Uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't mean to make a joke about that. No. Um yeah, so if you if you eat that gingerbread cookie or that gingerbread, if it turns into a gingerbread house, it's like, you know, don't don't blow the rest of your week just like continuing to eat junk if eating junk is not part of what balance looks like for you. Or if you miss a training session on Wednesday and you have, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday also as training sessions, don't just say, oh, I'll pick it up next week and start on Wednesday because I'm already off routine. It's like our bodies are pretty smart right our bodies are pretty smart they're not that damn smart where they're just like oh i know georgia missed wednesday so i'm going to completely blow up thursday friday and saturday right it's like your body doesn't actually care uh what your exercise routine is um so yeah i think people just need to be okay with those those small little deviations right and that's what a coach is for too right a coach needs to be the one that you know makes those adjustments or the coach needs to be the one to um enlightened clients on, on those things of like, you know, Hey, these small things here and there, that's, that's fine. Um, 
But on that same note, that coach can't burn themselves down continually making, you know, changes to the program and, and all of that where, you know, the client's paying them $300 a month and they're working, you know, 10 hours a week with that client making changes and stuff like that. That's just not how this thing works. So the coach needs to create some realistic expectations as well. And, and to your point earlier, it's like, you know, working with your client or that entire coach client relationship has led to this point, whatever this point means. Um, they need to understand what the hell to do, right? So what were the expectations that were set when you miss a training session? It's like, what do you do tomorrow? Do you push that training session to tomorrow? Do you go to the next training session? Is that training session now magically moved down in their calendar and coach RX? Like, what are the expectations when people miss training sessions or when people get off track nutritionally? Um, not to put it all on the coach, but it is on the coach for an amount of time until they teach their clients how to handle those situations. Definitely. I think this is an important point for coaches to do a little self-reflection on how they actually feel about this as well. Because uh, I know a lot of coaches and I throw myself in that group of coaches for a period of time. I'm not there anymore. But that did have this attitude of like, I have to be 100% perfect. Mm -hmm. If I'm anything but 100% perfect, I'm going to fail. Like there was a long period of time where I didn't eat any ice cream, Carl. And it was pretty sad because I felt like that just wasn't an option for me. So I do truly believe as coaches, we need to like sit down and be like, do I actually believe this? Do I believe in myself that if I eat a piece of gingerbread or if I miss a training session because I've got a, fa a you know family party or something, that stuff's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And in the long run, this is going to be a tiny blip on my progress to whatever my goal is. Yeah. Because I don't know that a lot of coaches truly believe that. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that's a good point. I think there's a lot in there, though. It's like, you know, I think some people do things or don't do things based on the way it makes them feel. I think some people do or don't do things based on how it's going to move them closer to their goals or further away from their goals. I think some people do things or don't do things based on how it's going to affect their plans tomorrow, right? That kind of goes into the feeling piece. But I think there's a lot in there, um, and it's it's crazy, right? It's like the more that you know, right, um, you can go one way or the other on that. The more that you know, for instance, let's say you have someone that's like, hey, I know when I eat ice cream, like I just feel like shit for two days. Like I just know that. Um, and they're like, you know, the ice cream's in front of them, and they're just like – I want to, but I know I have this thing tomorrow and it's just not worth it to me, right? Because I know I'm not going to feel good. They might be judged as like, oh, dude, you're you're way too strict with your diet. Like you're you're crazy. And it's like, there's like, no, I'm not. I just don't want to feel like shit tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm not losing sleep over not having ice cream. Like you shouldn't lose that sleep either, right? So, you know, there's that scenario. And there's also the scenario of like the ice cream's in front of someone and they're just like looking at their like chronometer and mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this doesn't work. I don't know what to do. I got to stick to my macros. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then all night they're thinking about that ice cream and they're losing sleep about it, right? Those are two different people in two different scenarios. And I do think those need to be treated as two different people in two different scenarios. Uh, scenario B, if that person is, you know, losing sleep and they're like not as happy because they didn't have that ice cream, it's like, okay, how do we fit that bowl of ice cream in this plan, right? Like this is just stupid. But for person A, it's like, Hey, yeah, I mean, you have some stuff to do tomorrow. It makes you feel like shit. You decided not to eat it. Cool, right? Like, I wouldn't try to convince that person to eat ice cream. So, um, yeah, I think people's circumstances should be uh, weighed and measured. Definitely, definitely. Well, I guess, like, one last kind of practical piece connected to that, because I think one of the biggest, like, uh, like stress moments for people is I'm going to be heavier on the scale tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And they get really worked up about that Thanksgiving or that Christmas meal because of how they think it's going to play out. And we've talked about this like just before, like it doesn't 30 days from now, like there's going to be no difference. It's yeah. not going to actually have changed the trajectory that you were on. So long as you don't repeat that day after day after day. So for those clients that, you know, have some anxiety and concern about that, maybe they've said it to you just like, explain to them like what is actually happening right yeah. like yeah if they step on the scale after thanksgiving day their weight is likely going to have fluctuated up they're going to be retaining water but two days after so long as they return to their regular habits everything's going to be fine yeah. so just giving that reassurance and setting people up especially if you have someone that has a body composition goal um or wants to lose lose a little bit of body fat like if they're worried about that um and you know that they are 
because yeah, they're going to drink some champagne and they're going to have some cake uh, on Christmas. Make sure that they realize that is what's going to happen. But again, if they don't continue that behavior, stuff's going to level out. <laughs> I remember in college, I'd have like, I wasn't a huge drinker, but I'd drink every now and again, like every, you know, two, three weeks. And uh, like, I wouldn't get like obliterated or anything. But I, I just remember like when I would drink, I would wake up so lean the next day. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I was going to say the same thing happened to me. Yeah, just so lean the next mm-hmm. day. I'm just like... It's like thinking, I was like, does alcohol make you lean? <laughs> and then I thought about it a little bit more for five minutes and I was yeah. like, no, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. So, so on the other side where people wake up and they are like yes. fluffy and you know, all that, it's like, Hey, it's just like, there's something happening physiologically that will get back to homeostasis or like normal eventually. But with those clients, I know we just talked about self-measurement last week. Um, you know, maybe over, you know, under a supervised eye, maybe it's beneficial to say, Hey, let's do this. Let's go 30 days. And I want you to track your weight every single day. And when you track your weight, I want you to, in your journal, just talk about what you did, right? It's like, did you exercise today? Did you, what did you eat? Um, just like put your macros or something like that. Or like if you ate some foods that were outside of the norm, what were those foods? Um, how much did you sleep? Right? Like, you know, measure those things for 30 days. And then, you know, you're having a consultation with that person. You're like, we're going to have a consult in exactly 30 days. And we're going to talk about those things. And we're going to talk about some trends that we see. Usually what you'll see with those people is you'll see this. Like this is like the, you know, even line. And it's like this. Mm-hmm. But imagine when they look at the scale when it's here. For people that are listening, I have like a line up. And my fingers over that line, that baseline. Imagine the feelings when this happens. Yeah. And imagine if they just weighed themselves when this was happening. He's pointing to the high points. To the high ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now let's go to the low points. Imagine the feeling that happens here. And what if they only measure here for like three weeks? And then they happen to find themselves on a day where they measure two pounds over their baseline. They're going to be like, oh my God, I gained four pounds. My goal is to lose weight. My coach sucks. I suck. Everything is going to shit, right? But if you just say, hey, I want to do a little experiment over 30 days and I want you to weigh yourself every single day and you plot those things out, right? It's like, this is what's always happening. We're just going to do it for 30 days. I'm going to do this forever, but I just want to point out what's always going on. So now you have this image up and you're talking about this image and you're saying, this happens 12 months out of the year, not just one month. So sometimes you're going to catch yourself on this upswing. Sometimes you're going to catch yourself on this downswing. It's okay. Don't get overly excited on the downswing. Don't get overly upset on the upswing. It's just what happens based on these behaviors. And now it's like, now we have an opportunity to connect those behaviors to like, hey, when you do this, you hold on to that stuff. That's okay. That doesn't mean to not do that thing. Just understand that. And now when we start to get to like intuition and people being able to actually self-measure and understand what's happening, that's just such a beautiful thing. You spent 30 days with that person and they're going to that, that stuff's going to stay in their brains forever. So they're not going to freak out when they see that happen or this happen. And that's a lesson you apply to everything, right? It's yeah. uh, strength in the gym. It's sleep quality. Uh, there's going to be little fluctuations that happen throughout the months and years. But what matters is that baseline. It's successes in life. Yeah. Or like perceived failures in life as well. Yep. Right? Very much we so. We all have them. We all mm-hmm. have, you know, great successes and we all have failures as well. So we tend to remember the failures and the successes, <laughs> but not the baseline. And, compa- and compare those things. Yeah. Like, God, I'm so shitty at everything that I do. I, this is where I was at two months ago and now I'm here. Yeah, it's funny. It yeah, is. fitness and all this stuff can teach you a lot of things about, you know, life. It good sure lessons. Can. Good life lessons. That's why I like it so much. Yeah. Well, uh, third point here was using exercise to make up for poor nutrition choices or as punishment. So this kind of all connects, right? Um, I don't think any of these points are like exclusive to one another, but there's some kind of disordered, unbalanced behavior that's happening here. It's like I ate my Thanksgiving meal and then I've got to go do, you know, a crazy three hour workout the next day to make Mm -hmm. up for that. Like, do we actually think that that is a good (laughs) (laughs) response to that? Probably not. It's a good way to use that glycogen, though. This is true. <laughs> but is it a behavior we would encourage? No, definitely not. No, no. <laughs> I used to think about that a long time ago. I'm yeah. like, oh, man, yeah. Just ate a shit ton yesterday. I'm going to use this yes. stuff. Like, to my that advantage, so though, good. right? Superpowers. Um, no, yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week as well. Um, you know, what did we say? We're like, 
everyone just stop tracking exercise calories. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, another way of putting that, kind of a, a lower way of putting that, it's like, do you guys get excited when you go out and you have 20,000 steps in a day if you average 3,000 steps a day usually? Are you like, ooh, I'm way fitter today? No, you're not. Or if you average 20,000 steps a day and you have one day with 3,000, are you like, oh my gosh, all my fitness is gone, my walking gains are gone? It's like, no, right? Like, what, is, what do you usually do, right? So it's like, you know, connecting exercise to, um, connecting exercise to like, you know, reward yourself, you know, for, you know, doing something last night or not doing something last night. It just doesn't make sense if it's like a blip on the radar, right? If you do that thing consistently, that's what you do consistently. If you don't do that thing consistently, you don't do that thing consistently. So just like we said, one meal isn't going to blow up your entire nutrition plan. One session isn't going to increase the effectiveness of your training plan, right? It's like you just did something, you did a bunch of work, and now everything's going to be less good for five days because you have to recover from all that stupid work you just did, right? It's like create some consistency in everything and food and exercise and all that stuff because that's where you're actually going to see results. Absolutely. And uh, at the end of the day, as you said, with measurement and tracking, that stuff's inaccurate. There's no actual way for us to figure out like a perfect transaction for this like one-off massive meal and one-off like crazy workout it's just not going to work out it's not going to even out but what matters is uh, what happens over the long term and are you maintaining or seeing the changes that you want to see yeah i would measure it against how did i feel in that training session and how did i feel the five days after that training session right it's like you know is that is that a good behavior for me yeah (laughs) you know if i'm feeling outstanding like great not only in the exercise session but for the days after that that might be okay yeah. Right. If I'm recovering good, my body feels good, my energy's good, my libido's good, like everything's good. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna stick to that. If everything else is like, and the exercise feels good, it's like, yeah, maybe that's not sustainable for me. Yeah. So, uh, mishap number four: not prioritizing specific habits to be intentional with. So, wh- where this one came from is uh, again, time of the year, more challenges. If you have trouble drinking water in November or October. December is not going to make it any easier when you're going and drinking alcoholic drinks at work parties Mm -hmm. and you're out of your element. Maybe you're on vacation. You don't have your regular water bottle with you, whatever it might be. So let's make sure we identify what the habits are that people need to work on the most. And we really intentionally prescribe them uh, so that the client can focus on those things throughout the month of December, making sure that their habits, A, that they need to work on, but B, that they're going to be able to stick with throughout the month. Yeah. It's like December should be a lowest hanging fruit month, right? Um, you know, thought experiment. It's like, what if you just had a conversation with your client and you're like, hey, what, what's the one habit you really want to work on and stay consistent with over this month? Because you just said this month is going to be really tough for you to stay consistent in anything. And let them decide what that habit's going to be, right? And it's like, okay, cool. Um, that's the habit. This is how we're going to hold you accountable to that thing. Let's check in next month, right? And I'll be checking in every week to see how you're doing on that thing. Um, good conversation over, let's roll. But that shouldn't turn into like, well, I want to work on A and B and C and D and D. And it's like, whoa, whoa, you just said you're going to have problems being consistent with anything. How are you going to be consistent with five different things? Let's just choose one. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, prioritizing those habits where it's like, you know, you know that your client can be consistent with, because it's another month you want to, you know, stack up some wins, right? You don't want to, you know, just lose, 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 lose day after day after day. Going back to how we started the conversation, it's like, you want to keep that conver- you want to keep that client on. So it's like, you don't want that client to just be like, I'm going to fail anyways. I don't, I don't need a coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a really good time to, uh, get into that coach RX lifestyle, uh, RX and make sure you've got one to three pieces in there for that client to work on. And I love the idea of letting them identify what it is they can be consistent with because they're the ones that know their lifestyle more than anyone right absolutely and making sure that those things are something that even on the day that they have a work holiday party or even on christmas day that they can still go out and do a 20 minute walk or make sure they're eating protein with their breakfast or whatever it might be like what can they literally do every day no matter what else is going on in that day we have a work holiday party in a couple of weeks, Georgia. I'm we do. Kind of nervous. What, what am I going to be made to do? Should we set up some uh, <laughs> lifestyle habits for us so we can be prepared? Yeah, I need to. I need you to do that for me. I need you yeah. to prescribe some stuff. 
<laughs> we're going to the Churchill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. D- don't, d- they might show up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> we won't tell you the time of day. <laughs> I hope they don't forget my tacos this time. Yeah. My every time we really go there, they, yeah, every time we've gone there twice together, I think, mm-hmm. and, uh, each one of those times, you were the last person with no food, just like so getting really worried and jittery and, and trying to play it cool. You always try to play it cool, but it's like, yeah, she's... I'm actually really pissed off. She's upset. I'm angry. She's like smiling, trying to be a part of a conversation, and she's like, doing that whole thing. And she's like, where the fuck are my tacos? You know me so well. Oh, So that would be being specific with habits right yeah yeah, just be specific with those things and uh set up some wins set up some wins low-hanging fruit wins definitely if you haven't done that already get on that this week with your clients yep uh next would be letting others determine your actions and how you choose to celebrate so this is an easy time of year to get caught up in the whims of other people in part because it's a good opportunity to connect with family right like there's a lot of traveling happening you might have family coming in you might be going to see them and like old friends from school and stuff like that it's that's an awesome thing like getting to be able to spend time with those people but at the same time it can make your regular routine and your regular lifestyle a little bit trickier yeah A lot trickier. Yeah, just just say no sometimes, right? Like this one's so easy for me because I'm I'm a, I'm I'm the person that's just like I have zero percentages of of FOMO, right? Where it's like, you know, if I don't want to do something, just count me out, right? So I'm I'm not going to be pressured into things. But I know there are some people that are like, you know, they always want to be in the mix. They always want to be doing what other what other people are doing. They don't want to miss this. They don't want to miss that. Um, yeah, just just understand what you want out of this whole thing. And it's like, if being a part of the crowd is what you want, then cool, do it. But don't feel like uh, you have to do everything just because everyone else is doing it. If you're no, if you're no, you're going out to to have a meal, and it's like, you know, the tone is being set with a bunch of things that you're just like, oh my gosh, I I don't want to do this. It's I'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow. Like I, it, I, this won't make me happy if I do it. It's like. We should be, you know, adult enough to be able to make our own decisions, right? Just because everyone else is ordering beer and French fries doesn't mean that you have to order beer and French fries. If you want to, cool, go ahead. I'm just saying I don't think you need to because everyone else is doing that. Definitely. And I don't want to make this conversation like the take a healthy meal along to the, (laughs) you know, holiday party and eat that. But I do think that like where you can make decisions for the group, um, do it invite people over to your place cook Mm -hmm. them something healthy but enjoyable like let that be the thing if you if you want to spend time with people be okay making the plans offering suggestions that you know are going to work for you um and and yeah just be a bit of a decision maker yeah and let people know like you know if you have intolerances or you know if you stay away from certain things just let the people know that are hosting i'm sure they'll uh be okay with that um i know we can't have gluten within uh, arm's reach if uh, George is around because she'll croak out on that stuff. So It's not fun. Yeah. You know, when we have you over, we're like, hey, let's have some non-gluten stuff. I appreciate that so very much. George just survives this thing. Um, but yeah, make your own decisions. For sure. And most people are pretty considerate of that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, like you said, Carl, what you want to get out of this uh, next couple of weeks. And if that is eating all the holiday foods and spending time with family and you realize that your health and fitness is going to suffer because of it, that's your choice to make. We're all adults, right? Mm-hmm. But I get as coaches, we want to keep our clients compliant and we want to hold on to them too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Can't make people do what they don't want to do though at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Yep. Last one. Um, let's do the last one. Yeah. yeah, not taking a balanced approach. I feel like we've talked about this. We have. The, the whole conversation but i think it's a good one to wrap up on agreed um yeah balance is uh balance is relative uh for each individual um you'll have the person on one end of the spectrum that uh is just like you know the the 100 person where they're just like i don't do this i don't do that i don't do that it's like balance is going to look a lot different for that person versus the person that's just like brand new to fitness they just hired a fitness coach and you don't want to like be preaching you know Hey, go all out, man. You know, have a have a great holiday. Do this. It's like, hey, remember we talked about behaviors, habits. We're still working on building those things in December. We just started this thing in November. Let's not just like blow everything. 
Um, so I think it's finding what balance means from, you know, that, that person, that's the hundred percent person versus the new person that really wants to make some lifestyle changes. And that's why they hired you as a coach. So you have to understand where an individual is, and it goes back to individual individualization. What is balance for that person? Yep. Absolutely. That's it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, all the work you do in the 11 months prior to December is going to determine whether someone has success in finding balance. Like we can't set someone up to be successful and have balance in a two week or a four week period. You have to do the work leading up to that. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your biggest challenge during the holidays? If any, me personally, Yeah. Oof. I'm, I don't feel that challenged by the holidays anymore, Carl, to be honest. I mean, I'm aware of the fact that I'm, I'm probably going to do a jiu-jitsu tournament um, January 9th. And I'm aware of the fact I'll probably eat a little bit more sugar, like around Christmas time, maybe drink a little bit more wine because I want to. Mm-hmm. And so I have the decision to make. I hope you want to. I do want to. <laughs> Are you being forced to drink wine, George? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I, I compete in a weight class sport is yeah. the reality of it. And mm-hmm. like I'm in, I'm right on the borderline of two weight classes. So it's a decision as to do I just want to stay where I'm at or do I want to like just not eat those things for a couple of weeks and be in the weight class below because yeah. it is that simple. So that's more just a decision I have to make, but I don't really feel like challenged by it. It doesn't keep me up at night. That is not to say that I haven't been challenged by these things in the past. And it's part of the reason why earlier in the conversation, I said like coaches need to look internally and Mm -hmm. see if they actually believe them these things themselves when it comes to like, you're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater because you ate one cookie. Because Mm -hmm. I've definitely been in a position where I've not like not had great balance and like being a hundred percent dialed in, like I'm only eating this. And if I have any deviation, I'm just going to like throw everything out the window. Right. And I think clients can smell that. Yeah, for sure. Like that stuff like permeates off you. People can see it. And I think as coaches, like we want to be exemplars. We want to project the kinds of like values in fitness that we want to create for our clients. So just making sure that you believe this stuff yourself and you're walking the walk. Yeah, for sure. So to say, what's a challenge for you? Um, For me, nothing in fitness or lifestyle or anything like that. That stuff is just like, I don't know. I'm super fortunate, right? Like I'm, I have a gym like connected to my house. I don't have a reason to like miss exercise. I, I, I just, I don't know. I enjoy it. It's something I would never miss. Um, just part of like day to day for me. Um, nothing really in lifestyle or nutrition or anything like that. Um, I would say something that I have to be really intentional about is just ensuring that during this time, I'm very, very, very present mm-hmm. for my family. Right. Because I have two young boys. Those guys absolutely love Christmas. It's like, that's like their thing, right? They love it. So just making sure that, you know, during that time and around that time, I'm just like, as present as I possibly can be. Um, and that's something that has been a challenge in the past and I get better at it every year. So that's, that's something I have to be really intentional on is just being really present with family. Definitely. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, any last notes on, because the, we talked about the Coach RX dashboard launching today, any last notes you want to leave people with, especially when it comes to like better leveraging that thing to help people stay compliant during this time? I know we're doing a webinar in a couple of yeah. weeks, so like you'll get access to that. We'll make sure you guys get the link. But uh, any other final notes? No, I think, um, you know, my humble opinion, this this uh, this new upgrade for us uh, pushes us over like far and beyond the best platform for individual design uh, based on how we want individual design to be implemented with uh, the coach and with the client. Um, so I'm just excited about that. I think, uh, a lot of people that are in the platform right now will really enjoy it. I know it's going to be a much welcomed, uh, shift because I think it's, we're adding some features that most people didn't even know they wanted, which is always a good thing to stay ahead of that curve. And for people that aren't in there, God, get in there if you're coaching people one-to-one because it's the best platform. Yes, it is. We'll, uh, we'll throw a link in, uh, the notes so you guys can click, go ahead, check out Coach RX and, uh, experience the new upgrades for yourself. As always, make sure you like, review, subscribe, do all the things. We really appreciate it. It would be a holiday gift to us if you uh, take the time out of your day to do that. So thank you. Uh, Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays. Good luck with this stuff.